So uh, I know that people are going to start filing into the chat room. Um, I don't know how many people are going to show up. Uh, there were 28 people that registered. Uh, looks like there are about five people that showed up or 10 people that showed up. Um, if you have any questions or anything, feel free to put it into the chat. Um, I'm just going to start out by sharing some thoughts that I have as far as what's going on and um, where we go from here. And then if you have any feedback or questions or anything else like that, just uh, put it into the chat. Um, I'm pretty open to answering questions. Um, there are some things that I don't really want to delve into just because uh, I don't think a fight on Twitter or anything else is going to be very productive. But if you want, if you want clarification on things, you're welcome to email me. Um, and I promise I won't blow you off. So uh, anyway, so what most people are here for, if you're not aware, is that there was a disagreement between um, some of the other rogues and myself uh, regarding how the show was run. Um, I've had a few people email me and ask about the rumors they're hearing. Um, some people are really disturbed by it. Other people are just saying, hey, you know, I know you're a good person and I support you, whatever you do. Um, and anyway, um, I found that Twitter really isn't the place to discuss complex issues like this. And, uh, so yeah, so I've, I have answered a few emails with people about stuff and, um, really what I'm hoping is that we can all be friendly. Um, the other panelists actually started a new show. Uh, that's, um, Sam, Coraline, David, and Jessica have started a new show called Greater Than Code. And if you like what they've brought to Ruby Rogues, then go check it out. Um, I'm hoping that it's a great show, and I'm hoping that what we wind up with is two terrific shows that serve this community. But what you're here to hear about is Ruby Rogues. And so the rest of this webinar or webcast is going to be focused primarily around what Ruby Rogues is and um, kind of what I envision it as and the way that I feel about it. Um, and then I'm also going to, at the end, um, solicit any feedback or ideas. So if you have somebody that you want to have on the panel, you can recommend them in the chat at any point. Um, if there are topics that we haven't covered in a while or just, you know, general feedback that you have about the show as it's been and how you think it can be going forward, then let me know. There are a lot of things that I think I want to do a little bit differently from the way that it's been done over the last year. But, and, and that's not a slight on anybody, but there are certain things that, that I think the show is about that we've neglected. And I want to get back to that. So anyway, speaking of getting back to that, um, the show started back in May of 2011. Um, James Gray posted a tweet and he mentioned that he wanted to see a panel show for Ruby. And I'm a big fan of the twit.tv shows with Leo Laporte. And I'd been thinking the same thing, but I never actually acted on it until he brought that up. So we got together and we pulled together a show. Um, James, I couldn't remember where the, the show came or the show name came from, but James has since set me straight that he came up with it. Um, and so anyway, we reached out to people we knew and Aaron Patterson, Peter Cooper, David Brady, James and I became the Ruby Rogues. And within about 15 or 20 episodes, um, Aaron, who contributes to both Ruby and Rails, and Peter, who does Ruby Weekly and JavaScript Weekly and a whole bunch of other stuff, uh, it, it turned out that their schedule just couldn't accommodate a weekly show. And so they dropped off, and Avdi Grimm and Josh Susser 
uh, came onto the show. And a while later, we added Katrina Owen. And this kind of led into what I consider the golden age of Ruby Rogues. And again, you know, we've had other terrific panelists. We've had terrific guests. But this was when I most enjoyed producing the show. And when I felt like things were really the best uh, on Ruby Rogues, both in terms of what we were putting out, as well as the feeling of camaraderie and friendship and um, just doing great things for the Ruby community. Um, I think part of it was that we, we all came from different, very different in some cases, uh, backgrounds and worldviews. Um, but at the same time, I mean, we could come together and we could discuss that. We could discuss Ruby. We could discuss whatever we wanted. Um, and we wouldn't offend each other, even if we had these differences of opinion. And it was, it was just really terrific. Um, and, and everybody really cared about each other. We all felt like we were a team. And the community around the show felt like they belonged to the panel or the panel belonged to them. However, you see that relationship. It, it all felt like we were all part of the same community. And it was really awesome. And the show was about our mutual love for Ruby and programming. And I, I'm going to hold off giving you my conclusions about what the show is, but this is a part of it. This is a large part of what I'm looking for in Ruby Rogues and in the panel is to have that feeling of togetherness and, and things like that. You know, I, I want the difference of opinion. I want the difference of background. I want to challenge the way people think about things. I want people to come on the show as panelists and challenge the way I think about things because I don't get everything right. But at the same time, um, you know, I want it to be this, this free flow of ideas and this open discussion of, of why things are the way they are. And, and that's what I felt like we had at that time with Ruby Rogues. And, you know, we've had it at other points throughout the show, but I felt like it was most consistent then. And that's, that's part of what I'm looking for. Um, another reason or another thing that I feel like I need to discuss uh, openly and publicly about the show is why I do it. Um, when I started the show with James, it was mostly because I felt like it would be cool to talk about Ruby every week with the group of people that we wound up pulling in as the panel on Ruby Rogues. However, my why has changed and it's changed mostly because of the uh, the community around the show. Um, I can't tell you how many times I've gone to a conference and gotten feedback about the show and why people love it. Um, and just, just having that, you changed my life, or you convinced me to make this change in my career, or we were trying to work through this issue at work, and it turned out that your show was exactly what we needed to hear. And so I felt like we were making a difference. Um, I found this uh, cheesy quote. Um, I was listening to 48 Days, um, podcast with Dan Miller, and he actually read it. Um, it's attributed to an 11th century monk. Um, and I don't know if that's actually where it came from, and it doesn't really matter, but it really does encapsulate in some ways the reason why I do Ruby Rogues and why I do the podcast in general. So I'm going to read it, and hopefully that gives you some ideas as far as um, what I'm after with the shows. Uh, because I think the feeling of this quote uh, really covers what what I'm doing. So it's, it starts, when I was a young man, I wanted to change the world. I found it was difficult to change the world, so I tried to change my nation. 
When I found I couldn't change the nation, I began to focus on my town. I couldn't change the town, and as an older man, I tried to change my family. Now, as an old man, I realize the only thing I can change is myself, and suddenly I realize that if long ago I had changed myself, I could have made an impact on my family. My family and I could have made an impact on our town. Their impact could have changed the nation, and I could indeed have changed the world. And I feel like this is central to why I do this at this point. Why, why do the podcast? Well, besides having the opportunity to challenge my own thinking uh, based on the thinking of others that we bring onto the show, be it guests or regular hosts, um, it's an opportunity for me to change myself. But we have um, several thousand use, uh, listeners that listen every week. And so this is also an opportunity to help influence those people to be better programmers and to be better people and through that to impact the world. And that's, that's what I'm about. So I don't feel like there's any single programmer at Facebook or Twitter that can claim that they changed the world. Um, you know, there may be the person who came up with the original idea. So maybe Mark Zuckerberg or, um, I forget the, the guy who invented Twitter. Um, I know Evan Williams was involved and, uh, I'll, I'll come up with his name later anyway. Um, but so, so they may be able to claim impact on the world through those systems, but, uh, eventually they brought in teams of developers that made that difference. And, you know, the, the those people are people who influence the teams at the company, thereby influencing the company and thereby influencing the world. Um, Facebook and Twitter's impact on the world is not just through the people who use it, but also their impact is felt, in, especially in our software communities, as people who work there and contribute there. Jack Dorsey, thank you, Drew. Um, as people contribute and make a difference. And so what I'm hoping to do, even though I'm not perfect, is to help you as podcast listeners and programmers and people to do better and to have the impact that you should have in the world by having that impact in teams or at conferences or wherever it is that you have reach. And, uh, and, and I've really felt that, especially over the last few days, I've gotten a few emails. Um, I'm not going to name names, um, just because, you know, there are people who are upset with me on the internet and I don't, I don't want to cause these folks any problems or drag them into any of that. Uh, one of them says for a long time, Ruby rogues was the only podcast I followed at all. And it, and the parlay list were one of my main sources of tech news, but of late there has been almost no traffic on the parlay list. And I haven't found the Ruby rogues podcast very compelling. So this tells me that we did have an impact and that we haven't had an impact lately. I hope that you can find a group that turns that back around. But if not, I'll just have to start listening to JavaScript Jabber. I, I think that was a, a little attempt at humor. Um, and I really enjoy producing JavaScript Jabber as well. But yeah, the, so the last line is, thanks for all the hard work you put into the podcast. See you on the internet. So we made a difference for this person. Um, you know, maybe we were failing them lately, but we made a difference for this person. Another listener wrote in, I love it no matter who you decide to have on. Great job keeping it going. In other words, you know, they, they get something out of it every week or at least often enough to where they want to keep coming back. Uh, another person wrote in and said, I'm sorry to see you go through this. I am unaware of anything going on. That is until your email came because I sent an email out about having this discussion. 
I wish you the best and it's true. Things happen for a reason. Follow your path, Chuck, because you've made such an impact on beginning developers like myself. Now is the time for you to hear the positive. So take this time to thank you for all your contributions to the community. Um, those are just three examples of emails I got over and over and over again um, from people who feel like Ruby Rogues has been a part of their life and has helped them advance, be they beginners or intermediate or advanced uh, programmers. So that that is for me why I do this is because I know that it makes a difference for some of you out there. Um, I know some people listen, they listen to it kind of for entertainment. That's fine too. But the fact that I can have an impact on many more people through the show than I can by engaging with people one-on-one -on -one is, is really empowering to me. And I do try and reach out and help people one-on-one -on -one when I can, but I can't always do that. And that's, that's where the podcast really lends itself is because then there are hundreds or thousands of people who hear the show and really feel that impact. So given that the show and from some of these emails, I as a person matter to some of you, I really want to make the show into what you need. And again, um, this is a chance for you to chime in and let me know how we can do that. This is a chance for me to listen and talk to people and really just connect and figure out, okay, what are we doing right? What are we doing wrong? How can we put together the show that you need? Um, I have a few thoughts. Um, I'm going to go ahead and read them off. Um, get ready with your questions and suggestions because this is kind of the final part of what I have prepared. And then I really want to be able to answer questions if I can and also just have the conversation. Hey, I want more of this. I want less of that. I want more of, you know, more people like this, um, you know, whatever. So, so here are six things that I'm planning on doing. Uh, the first one is, is that I intend to make myself more available to podcast listeners. Um, I've always been doing the 15 minute calls with podcast listeners, but that's kind of petered out. I'm not sure why, probably because I'm not talking about it as much and I should probably uh, bring that up on the shows more often. But I have some ideas like doing a weekly Q&A call and just allowing people to send questions in that I answer over YouTube or the blog or both. Um, you know, and so I, I, would, I would essentially do something like this every week and I'd answer any questions that were sent in ahead of time. And then if people had questions after I finished the prepared answers, then they could ask and I could either defer till next week or tell them I don't know or tell them where to get the answer and, and just kind of see what people are concerned about and what they want to know even if I'm not the person who has the answer, I can at least find them and invite them on the show or I can find them and, and get the answer and, and, and give it to people. Uh, number two is I intend to have more shows about programming in Ruby. Um, this is Ruby Rogues. I know some, uh, some people listen and they're not Ruby programmers. I've, I've heard that a bunch. I don't actually program Ruby, but I love the show anyway. And I'm hoping that a lot of the technical discussions can transcend Ruby, but at the same time, I feel like it is a show about Ruby. <laughs> it has Ruby in the title. And so I'm going to cover a few more things in the Ruby community as a whole and see if we can bring Ruby back to Ruby Rogues. Uh, number three is I intend to spend a lot more energy in reinvigorating Ruby, Ruby Rogues Parlay. Again, I feel like that's a great place for people to connect. Um, you know, I've, I've been working on other things and focused on other things, but 
And, and I apologize to that community because I feel like I really have neglected it. Um, but we're going to get back to it. Um, I'm planning on uh, posting questions and getting uh, feedback from people and discussing Ruby and just really bringing that Ruby community vibe back to it. Number four is periodically, I'd like to have a show where the panelists invite somebody new to the community or to coding or whatever onto the show and answer their questions and discuss their dreams and kind of get a feel for who the new people are in the community and what the community and the rogues and whoever else can do for them. Uh, number five is, again, I talked about this, I'm going to find panelists that have different backgrounds, but have that sense of togetherness and teamwork and see if I can create that same feeling that we had back with the group that I already talked about. And number six is, um, I'm with a little bit of chagrin, I will admit that I haven't been doing as much coding lately as I want. Um, I've been trying to get certain aspects of the website together. I've been working pretty closely now with the podcast editor to make sure that things are up to snuff um, and just really trying to get all that other stuff going. But um, I feel like I, I have lost something that I can bring to the show by not coding as much. So I'm going to commit to at least coding a few hours a week and building something in code. In fact, I may actually record it as a video. I'm not committing to that because I don't know exactly what that's going to look like, but there's definitely that there. So this is going to be a bit of a different show. Um, the focus is going to you know, move much more back to technology and Ruby. Um, I still intend to cover soft skills and soft topics and careers and things like that as well. Um, but the main focus is going to be around helping you as, the de as a developer and a person and a professional to grow into that person who can influence your teams and thereby your companies and thereby uh, countries and the world in, at large. And I feel like we as a group can make that difference, even if one of us alone can't. And I know I can't by myself. And I'm, I know that uh, other people in the community feel like they have that calling to make a difference in the world. And I think if we all work together, we can achieve that. So anyway, if you've been holding back your feedback, there is a chat room. Um, so go ahead and share it. Uh, what else can we do to make this show into something that you love um, or you know, yeah, something that you love as much as I've really loved being a part of the show. Um, if you have questions, I'm happy to answer them. If you have feedback, I'm happy to hear it. Um, you know, whatever. I'm, I'm going to hang out here for probably another 10 minutes. Um, I'm happy, like I said, to take these questions um, and just, you know, just, just do what I can to really get this feedback. If you have um if you have other feedback with regards to, um, you know, who you'd like to see on the show as guests or hosts, that would also be great. Uh, Drew mentioned better mic quality for all panelists would be good. Um, that is definitely an issue. Another issue there is Skype. Um, I've been looking into alternatives for Skype. Um, one that looked so promising to me, but I could never actually get it to work once I got a whole panel and a guest on there was Zencaster. Because what Zencaster does is it uses WebRTC to connect everybody to everybody. But inevitably, one person or two people would not be able to get connected in. Um, the thing that was nice about Zencaster is that it also records the um, podcasts 
all locally. So it, it, it would record my end locally to me and it would record everybody else's end locally to them. And then after everything's done, then it streams it up to the main server and syncs everything up. And what that does is it does a couple of things. One is, is that uh, it removes any dropouts or uh, issues or um, anything like that because we have the local recording. And then uh, the quality gets better because there's no network latency on any of it. And, uh, you know, if, if I'm having um, issues with my internet connection, then that doesn't affect things and things like that. Um, I've had a few people recommend that we just basically do double enders, which is everybody opens their own recording software, records it and sends it up. I've tried doing that a few times with different shows and it, it turns out to be kind of uh, uh, an issue of hurting cats when you have five or six uh, different recordings that you're trying to get together. And we almost always wound up using the master recording that had everybody in it. So I'm, I'm definitely looking into these issues and trying to figure them out because I want this to be a, a top produced show that sounds really, really good, but at the same time has that free flowing feel of a conversation about a particular topic that people are interested in. Um, Mark says, love the idea of bringing more Ruby into the show. Do you think there will be a delay before the next show is released? Uh, Mark, no, there's not going to be any delay. Um, next week we have Jerome Hardaway from Bets Who Code, whose his episode is going to be released. Uh, that's the last episode with the full panel um, before people left the show. And it was a really excellent episode. So I hope everybody goes and listens to it. I also think it's a terrific cause. Um, I have some pretty deep feelings about veterans. And I, I think that we should do better to take care of them. And so I'm excited to sort of show off the fact that even the coding community has reached out and has taken care of people who have put their life on the line for us. Um, the show after that will be this. Um, so however long this is, this is going to show up as a podcast episode. And that just gives people kind of a clean break and a clear understanding of what the show is going forward so that we can make all of this work. The episode out after that is going to be uh, an interview that I did with Noel Rappin. Um, he was scheduled to come on the show anyway. Uh, we chatted. Um, we, you know, we decided that we may as well just go ahead with it anyway. And so it's just he and I, and we, we have that conversation. So we have at least three weeks of episodes. That gives me a little bit of time to pull a panel together and make it work. Um, Jordan pointed out that the editing could use more work too. And um, I posted a YouTube video uh, basically apologizing for the quality of the editing over the last three or four episodes. Um, and it is, it's pretty embarrassing when, when that kind of stuff happens. That said, um, I did hire this company like two or three weeks ago, and they've been working on getting these episodes together and, you know, we're, we're working things out so that it doesn't happen, uh, anymore. And if, if they can't figure it out without me babysitting them all the time, then I'll find somebody else. But, uh, so far they've been pretty cooperative and have done pretty well at cleaning up their act. They also um, posted the video or the, um, the episodes back out without those um, issues in them. So I'm feeling pretty confident about that. Now I haven't gone back and listened to verify that, but they said they did and I, I believe that they did. So um, I'll go listen to those and make sure that they're cleaned up. But yeah, um, editing sometimes is an issue. And as I said, you know, I've got somebody new working on it and I'm just working out some of the kinks. So yes, um, I appreciate the feedback and I am working on that for sure. 
So Drew chimed in and said, my favorite episodes are the ones where you bring on people that are doing Ruby, Rails, Sinatra for open source projects or building a company, for example, getting GitLab guys and girls on the show would be cool. I agree. Uh, that's definitely something that I'll, I'll put on the list. Um, Karuna says, I look forward to watching you code. That sounds like an amazing idea. Currently, I'm part of an online full stack web dev program. Can there be an episode regarding any tips, resources on how to find a junior developer position? Uh, Karuna, you are in luck. Um, I am working on a book on that right now. Um, I've done two webinars to that effect. Um, one of them is called Five Mistakes That Are Keeping You From Finding a Job. And it's pretty well focused around this. It's, um, it's pretty high level advice. I did have a lot of people ask questions, so I did get into the weeds on a lot of things. Um, the, the webinar is about an hour and a half. Um, and I'll see if I can find a link afterward and, uh, and shoot you an email with that in it. Um, but yeah, if you go to, in fact, if you, well, um, I'll make sure that it's up on devchat.tv as well. I'll put a webinars, uh, drop down up there and that way you can actually just find the link directly to it. Um, and I'll do that right after this, um, recording. And that way you can, you can just go straight there. Um, and then I'll put a link to it in the show notes as well. Um, overall, I just, I really appreciate everybody coming and, uh, you know, jumping on and, you know, letting me know what you think. Um, I really want this to be one of the best shows out there. And I feel like we can do that. I feel like I'm really focused to get that done. Um, I'm not the kind of person that's going to, I don't dwell on the past. I just, you know, I try and learn from it and then I just move forward. So I'm really hoping that, that that's what we can do here and we can put out a terrific show for people doing Ruby and for people who are programming in general and really helping people become the kinds of people that make a difference out there for good in the world. Um, I don't see any other questions or feedback coming in. So I'm going to go ahead and start wrapping up unless somebody, you know, chimes in real fast and says, wait, wait. Um, but thank you all for just being part of this community and being part of what makes Ruby Rogues so great to be a part of. Again, thank you so much for being part of an awesome community that has been a part of my life for the last five and a half years. And I'm looking forward to another five and a half years of serving you and producing podcasts that make programmers into great people. And uh, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and end the broadcast and uh, leave it on that note. So thank you again.